I hate to say it, but if you own a business, no matter how big or small, email hackers and scammers are coming after you. AppRiver can make your company a much harder target. They have affordable services like spam and virus filtering, email encryption, and web threat protection to keep you safe. They also back their services with live 24-7 U.S.-based support at no additional charge. So, what are you going to do? You're going to try AppRiver services for free for 30 days by visiting appriver.com slash rebound. Well, let me ask you, John. Okay. Uh, how do you, do you like movies? How do you feel about movies? <laughs> Are we doing another trailer? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not doing another trailer. This is relevant. I actually have some reader uh, feedback. Oh, okay. Uh, which is to say, uh, reader Billow wrote in to say that we should talk about movies anywhere. Have you uh, have you checked out have you checked about movies anywhere? <laughs> no, I was yeah, I was uh, I was thinking that he just wants us to talk about them anywhere. He would like anywhere. Yeah, he, this podcast <laughs> actually he did say on Clockwise or Rebound. So I chose this show. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, we could do it off uh, the air too if he really wants us to do anywhere. Sure, well, but okay, yeah, like... let's do it later. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Bella. Um, I have not tried that. No. Oh, you're missing out. It's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, so do you, tell. Do you ever use Disney movies anywhere? No. Okay. Uh, do you know the premise behind Disney movies anywhere? So there's a cartoon uh, dog. That you can get your Disney movies anywhere. That is right. Um. And I, that sounds like marketing <laughs> mumbo jumbo. But let me tell you, Disney movies anywhere, uh, this sounds like an ad read. It's not an ad read. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, John. Um, no, so um, this is kind of Disney movies anywhere was originally sort of the better version. Were you familiar with Ultraviolet? The yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the thing. When I think I heard about movies anywhere, I was thinking, oh no, it's just another one of those oh, no. crappy. It's it's way better. Okay. Um, and what's nice about this is, so essentially, you buy a Disney. Movie. So I bought. I know about it because I bought the last two like Blu-rays. I actually bought, and I don't buy very many discs anymore. Uh, were um, the Star Wars movies, obviously. So okay. I bought Rogue One, I bought Force Awakens on Blu-ray, and what's cool about it is you open them up, and you've got a code in there, and you go to Disney Movies Anywhere, and you redeem right. that code, and you get copies of the movie on any service that you've linked to your Disney Movie Anywhere account, which includes iTunes, and yeah. includes Amazon, uh, and includes huh. also uh, Vudu, which is the Walmart service, and uh, I think Google Play might have been on there too. So it would, yeah, I would. So think. I effectively had a copy of Rogue One and Force Awakens on all of those every services. single thing. Yeah. So I could use it on my Apple TV. I could use it on my Fire TV. I could watch it on my web browser, my iPad, pretty much any device that I wanted. Uh, and so that so, was that was pretty great. Uh, you can download it. You can watch it offline. Like you know, for me, that really seemed like it solved the you know the problem of digital movies in that it didn't really limit me to really annoying behavior in a way right. that ultraviolet did, which was a shittier version. Yes. Yeah. So ultraviolet, ultraviolet sucked. So that was pretty cool. Now what happened is the other week, basically Disney movie, Disney announced like, all right, we're moving from Disney movies anywhere to movies anywhere. And we've brought in what Fox, uh, universal, um, uh, Sony, basically Warner brothers. I think everybody basically, except for paramount right now, same service. You link it to your iTunes, Amazon, Vudu, Google Play accounts. You uh, basically get 
uh, all of the movies, like whenever you buy a movie that subscribes to this, which is not all of them, but I think they're trying to expand it to more and more of them. You basically mm-hmm. get a copy of that movie on every service. What's also cool is that when you migrate over your Disney Movies Anywhere account, you just all those Disney movies just go right into Movies Anywhere. And when you link your iTunes and Vudu and Amazon accounts, any movies that you've bought on those services that are eligible, oh, see, that's what I want to also know, yeah. go into the pool. So nice. pretty much all of my movies, including including because Vudu was an ultraviolet service, all your ultraviolet movies go in there too. <laughs> So, oh, oh, so my murdering the crap out of the... I, Actually, I probably I must I have two. one because I know I tried it at some point and was like, oh, God, this is awful. Yeah, so I had um, two. Uh, one was a copy of uh, Lawrence of Arabia I got on Blu-ray, and one was the Veronica Mars movie, which I had kickstarted. Um, oh, so yeah, those, okay. just got, yep, yep. those just I got like sucked right in. Um, plus, all my iTunes movies are in there. Um, and they so give this you... Is not, but this, and there's no fee, right? Nope. Uh, even yeah. better, when you sign up, this sounds like an ad read. It's not an ad read. Uh, <laughs> we did the ad read. Already. I know. I'm so. Co- I feel like I'm doing the ad read voice, and and I'm regretting it. Uh, actually, as part of the sign up process, they're offering like five free movies, like automatically. Five, five, and they're not wow. all like some of them are good movies. That's the thing. Like they've got um, the new Ghostbusters is in there. Uh, Big Hero oh. Six. Uh, That's a good movie. The Lego Movie. Like those are also good. Those are all pretty solid movies. Uh, there's a Jason Bourne movie yeah. too, but like that's not my it's not my thing. But <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it at some point because now I have it. Um, so I mean, cool. honestly, I'm really impressed with this, and I feel like this is the technology. Obviously, wasn't necessarily there a decade ago when they first started. Well, yeah, doing I mean, they would movies. have to build. They must have had to build out all those like API thingies to get in get their hooks into all those other services and yeah. negotiate right i think the bigger part was negotiate and i imagine the reason that so many of those studios came to the table was because streaming services are eating their lunch yeah um so you know rather than trying to make a user hostile thing where why would you buy a movie when you know it'll just be on netflix eventually mm-hmm. especially if you jump through all these hoops and only works in certain places so um, does it work? I mean, does it, it works going forward? So like if I buy an iTunes thing, it'll. Yeah. Since it's, if it's linked into that, I should get it on everything. Yeah. That's, that's how it should work. Wow. Which is, which is also crazy. Cause like why you would think like, why would Apple do this? But why I, would Apple do it? Yeah. I assume, uh, I, I would guess that iTunes movie purchases don't not do yeah. a lot of business. I would guess they do right. some business, but I would guess rentals would do more. And I would guess that i mean i would guess they do a lot of volume when they put things on sale um but what was i mean so our re- our reader <laughs> uh billow <laughs> wrote in and mentioned like when he uh when the uh second generation apple tv came out he said you know what hey if anybody's gonna like basically always let me not screw with my movies that i bought it's probably apple so he stopped buying discs stopped renting movies yeah. and just bought them and buy and bought stuff when they came up on sale and he's like yeah i have this huge collection i figured it was locked into itunes forever uh, but and that was fine. You know, I wasn't going to switch, but the, if I, you know, that came up, this would be a big impediment. But now he's like, I guess I now have these on everything. So, yeah, <laughs> which is kind of huge. Um, and I wish, you know, m- music obviously went through a transition like this for a while when, um, DRM free mm-hmm. music was the big topic, but because it's rolled back around to streaming on the music side, um, 
you know, and because the technology is there in a way that it wasn't. I remember our friend Chris Green extolling the virtues of Rhapsody back in like the mid 2000s. But the problem was at that point, there, you know, that was great if you had your computer with you, but most people were putting music on an iPod at that point. Yeah. So, right. Now that you have, you couldn't, you couldn't, that phone, you could not stream onto iPods. Yeah. Right. So now when you have like a smartphone or whatever that goes everywhere and can be connected and you can cache music and all that stuff, like, People yeah. don't care as much because the experience is there. And I think that's yeah. similarly with movies. That's what's happening. You remember, I was a long time holdout. <laughs> oh, I know. I was I was buying stuff up until like a year ago. I was going to say, like, like right before the show. Um, <laughs> until like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> I still buy stuff occasionally, but it is definitely dropped off uh, with the... Yeah, I don't. The... I just, I don't, I don't do it anymore. Um, are you are you an Apple Music? You're an Apple Music subscriber. Yes. So now okay. and now we have the family with. Um, oh right, I've sure. Bumped up to the family plan, um, which has made my family very happy. I imagine because um, uh, Hank, it's you know Hank had not really been into music for a long time and was just wasn't that interested, uh, but he started getting interested and um, he did the trial for uh, Apple Music and you know when it got cut off, he was kind of like. Hey, it's like, oh, you, hey, you, you want to keep listening to me? He's like, all right. And Karen, Karen kept having trouble with uh, space on her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think this is before she got the seven because now I think she's got like I think she had thirty two gigs before. And now she's got sixty four. Um, so I can't actually I can't remember what she's got, but um, but she kept running out of room, and so she kept like having to delete um she's a huge podcast listener so she's she's got all these podcasts but she finally just like deleted music because she was listening to podcasts much more and just decided screw it i'm not going to do it anymore um but then when we got the family plan i got her uh, back onto apple music and so she's she's really enjoying it now yeah i i'm gonna so i've been a subscriber to the amazon music the service for eh, most of this year maybe maybe close to a year um and I like it because I do use a lot of times the Echo or uh, now the Echo and the Sonos together to stream mm-hmm. music. Um, and I also, I had to, when I was using the Apple Music Trial, I really disliked the having all my streaming music integrated in the music app. I don't know. I, I, maybe it was just because it was a new, different, unsettling thing. It was like music I own interspersed with music right. that I lease <laughs> uh <and laughs> right. I, like, I, don't, I don't i don't like that it makes me I, I understand the advantages i understand what they're trying to do but it makes me weirdly uncomfortable um yeah. so i was like it's fine i'm perfectly happy to have it in like the amazon app it's just a different app and i know when yeah. i want to stream stuff i go there um and yeah. I, I use i'm listening to so much stuff through the echo that that's been huge for me but with the home pod coming I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to handle that because yeah. it seems like the HomePod is heavily dependent on Apple Music. Oh, yeah, it's got to be. So even though I have like a bunch of music in iTunes, um, you know, um, iTunes Match and in my iTunes libraries, and I assume it will play all that stuff, um, it gets handicapped pretty quickly by the fact that I can't just be like, you know, play this. And it'll be like, eh, sorry, you mm-hmm. don't have that. Yeah, you don't have that. But my yeah. my girlfriend is on a family plan with her family, with her parents and her brother. So I'm wondering <laughs> if I'm just gonna like take that. <laughs> yeah, well, we had it. That was the the only problem that we had uh, migrating the family to the family plan was that um, for years 
Karen and I had been sharing a library with the same. So, so I would, when she would get a phone, I would log into iTunes with my credentials and then the app store with her credentials. Uh, and then right. it like, you know, when we switched her over to Apple music, it was like the first time that she had been <laughs> signed into Apple music with her own credentials. And it was, um, it kind of vomited on that for a little while. And finally, uh, some some cash got flushed and it was uh it was okay after like 24 hours or something mm, we listened yeah. i was like yeah just let it sit see what happens for a while well, and then it finally when she launched it again it behaved so multiple accounts is always a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah and i and definitely now paying more in general i think for music than i used to um because i don't think i bought i mean so it would really vary but i i don't think i bought an album a month. Uh, an album every month. No. Yeah, I agree. And that's what I'm paying for now, basically. I mean, so that's why they're switching that model because it's yeah, recurring income. Right. That's yeah. That is the but it line. is. But I am getting a lot more convenience. I mean, sure, sure, yeah. And I think I, I probably. I mean, I probably listen to more music now. Yeah. Um. I probably listen to more new music. Let's put it that way. Interesting. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I do like having the the Sonos is, you know, of course, the Sonos integrates with both Apple Music and Amazon Music, among other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in theory, if I switch to Apple Music, I could still use my Sonos speakers, but I couldn't use the Echoes to yeah. control them, no. which is kind of a bummer. Um, at least for the moment. I doubt that will change. I doubt, uh, I doubt that will change. I don't, I don't know if I mean, would, where is that? Where is that Amazon Apple TV app? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I there was a rumor a while back. I don't know if you saw that Reddit post by the guy who claimed to be an Amazon engineer. This was a uh, couple I, weeks ago. Yeah, I I saw mention of it. I didn't read it though. Basically, it was just kind of a cynical thing, you know, some guy who claimed to be kind of disgruntled because he worked on it and they're just, mm-hmm. you know, essentially it's just being held back for political slash political business reasons. reasons. Yeah. Uh and that doesn't surprise me because if it is true because that's not it's not like that's a hard app to make. I mean, no. they have it on the iPad. They already have it, right? Yeah. That's the thing. It's so stupid. Re- reskinning that for the Apple TV is not it's, a yeah, year-long yeah. endeavor. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I have all the respect in the world for developers, and I know when you say like, "Oh, that thing was really easy," but this is legitimately really easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not easy to probably to make from the ground up, but having it already on the iPad, no, no, that's actually pretty easy. Yeah. So yeah, we're still waiting on that too. Yeah. Uh, any minute now. Yeah. Any well, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited about this um, movies anywhere thing because um, that was. I mean, I've toyed with getting the idea of getting like a Roku, and uh, now that seems like possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, essentially, could work with any set top box, pretty much. <laughs> Particularly since Apple will not lower the prices on their yeah. ridiculously high priced TV device. Uh, I'll say the the uh, Amazon Fire TV is pretty good, but. I know that's not necessarily your jam, but it's, it's a not. it's a pretty good product. <laughs> uh, Lex, if Lex were here, whoever he is, yeah, uh, he likes the Roku. I know that's what I said. If he was here, yeah. he would suggest okay. the Roku, and we'd have yeah. a little throwdown. But you know, that's fine. Wherever he is, wherever and whoever, I've never heard of this guy. He <laughs> not familiar. Sounds with Sounds like a real jerk. <laughs> uh, but you know, John, you know it's not jerky eating I, I think i'm gonna find out eating delicious home-cooked food uh hello fresh 
This one of this week's sponsors. They're on a mission to save home cooking. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. Each week, HelloFresh creates new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around 30 minutes for everyone from novices to seasoned home cooks short on time. HelloFresh sources the freshest ingredients measured to the exact quantities needed so there's no food waste. And they deliver all the food to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free. Uh, HelloFresh is now offering light fall meals and has just introduced breakfast options. And breakfast, as we all know, most important meal of the day. So delicious ingredients you'll love to eat. Simple recipes that you'll love to cook. uh, And all for less than $10 a meal. Uh, I have cooked uh, uh, some HelloFresh meals. Uh, they were pretty delicious, I have to say. They were, I, yes. they were, they were as as promised. They were fresh. Uh, my girlfriend <laughs> liked that they were full of veggies because she is a big veggie fanatic. So she felt like they were they were really healthy and and tasty options. Uh, it was really easy. They have like those nice menu cards where it just like runs down. Yep. Here's how to do it. Uh, I actually felt like. They give you just enough so that you know what you're doing, but not so much that it feels like, oh my God, if I don't do it exactly this way, I'm going to screw this whole thing up. Uh, so I, I like that they have that trust in me. It may be misplaced, <laughs> but I, I like that they, they trust me. Um, so you out there, you, you want to you wanna eat better, right? So you should check out HelloFresh. Uh, if you go to their website, which of course is HelloFresh dot com uh you can use our promo code rebound 30 uh and get 30 dollars off your uh first week of deliveries that's a hellofresh.com enter rebound 30 when you subscribe for 30 dollars off your first week of deliveries and we thank hellofresh so much for not only their commitment to great food but also for supporting the rebound hellofresh get cooking Uh, so, John. Yes. Have you turned off Wi-Fi on all of your devices? <laughs> that really makes things difficult. <laughs> bleep, bleep. <laughs> Plus, I, uh, I mean, it, according to at least this article that I just read about this whole thing, uh, the... You don't actually the, need to do that. The airport stuff is not affected. Yeah, I was surprised and kind of happy to see that since I have yeah. an airport extreme here, uh, because... When this first new, so we're of course talking about the crack K R A C K uh, vulnerability in W P A two, which is the encryption scheme on most wireless networks these days. Uh, when this was first hinted at uh, Sunday night, I think it was mm-hmm. unclear exactly what the extent of the vulnerability was, uh, and some people had worried that this was kind of on the level of. So you might remember the earliest. Uh, Wi-Fi networks use something called WEP, W-E-P, and WEP was basically thoroughly cracked to the point where that encryption (laughs) scheme was just, it's essentially useless. (laughs) useless. Uh, Yeah, it was like, it was like putting your, like a paper bag over your router or something. (laughs) Uh, That does nothing. It literally does nothing. are you saying my paper bag is no good? (laughs) (laughs) Try a lead-lined paper bag. See what that does for you. (laughs) All right. Note to self for after episode. (laughs) No, do it now. It's really important. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it turns out that this is something that can be patched with software. Uh, it does affect both clients and some routers, it sounds like. 
but the upshot from what I read seemed to be you are protected if either the router or client is patched. So if you have a vulnerable device, but you're on a safe Wi-Fi network, you're okay. Or if you have a vulnerable network, but you're on safe devices, you're okay. Uh, And that's good because several of the companies have not immediate, like, so Google and Apple have both announced plans to patch Right. Uh, this act, this in well, they, yeah, and they've and Apple has said that the, all the betas. That's what. So the betas yeah. are they are patched, but they're not publicly available, or they are right public betas, well, but like they're not right. distributed yet as the main right. thing. Generally, so, yeah, they're not in production. Uh, so you, if you are on a current iOS device, you are vulnerable if you are on a non-protected network. Uh, and I think both they and Google said that their patch is coming in a few weeks. Um, Google's isn't coming to like early November. I would suspect Apple's might come a little bit before that. Uh, since 11.1, uh, people are guessing, or sorry, oh God, what number is it? Is 11.1? It is 11.1. That sounded ridiculous for a second. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's where yeah. we are. Um, I guess that's probably coming well, around the time the 10, the iPhone 10 goes on sale probably. So within the next week or two. It's just weird. We have 11.1. Between, between, the Mac and iOS, it's, it gets confusing. I cannot keep track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to keep track of these things pretty diligently, but uh, all the numbers are sound meaningless to me now. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft issued a patch for Windows. As you said, the airports don't need to be patched, apparently, which is nice. This had something to do with basically like a key exchange protocol as part of the encryption where you could trick a device into reusing what should have been a one-time key, I think. Uh, and from that, basically get onto a network, potentially, or mm-hmm. create like an alternative network or something anyways. Uh, it's bad, but it's not cataclysmic. If if WPA had actually been essentially compromised, uh, then we would all be seriously fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Can't wait for that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I started thinking about we that. We still got the time. that to look forward to. Well, because th- so when by the time WEP got killed, uh, WPA was already pretty well like on the way to becoming, you know, widely supported. I'm not sure there is a viable replacement right now if WPA were determined to be insecure. Um, I don't think there's something like waiting in the wings that they're working on. Like wireless development has slowed. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. from the heady days of the early 2000s when it seemed like every year or two there were like new standards um yeah it doesn't seem like there's been basically ac was the last major push and even there i feel like uh, i think the only ac devices if i have any are probably my ios devices maybe this mac i guess this is pretty new but i don't have an ac router so you know i'm still using a router that's on n uh, and it's fast enough, but that's not the bottleneck for most people, right? Like most people's limiting factor is not their router. It's their, you know, cable or what have you. Yeah. So <laughs> certainly my experience. <laughs> <laughs> you have the fa- fastest we, router We used in the to world, complain a lot about my, my connection, but it's gotten, I, I upgraded it. It's, it's acceptable now. <laughs> yeah. You're, you sound human now. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to feeling like a, uh, a, yeah. a nice I was trying person. to have it. <laughs> Let's try not to spend too much. <laughs> but 
Got to spend money to make money, Dan. <laughs> and the more you spend, the more you save. That's what I've learned. That's right. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know, but it's literally my least favorite phrase in the English language. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not good. Uh, still a lot of talk that the iPhone 10 is going to be heavily constrained in terms of supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, bummer for me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Bummer for a lot of people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I st- I feel like I know a lot of people who who held off on the 8 and well, hoping and, to get the 10. And that's interesting because there was a story I mean obviously around. I would because I'm in this group, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Self- people like you. Self-selected people like Yeah. Me. Um there was a story yesterday I think that said that the uh you know, there was third parties assessing sales and saying that the iPhone 8 uh is not selling as well as the iPhone 7 currently. Uh, and of course, this was based mainly on like uh, carrier sales. So, you know, take it with a grain of yeah, salt. Yeah, right, right, right. But that said, between the fact that the iPhone 8 did not seem like a huge upgrade, uh, the iPhone 7 is cheaper. Uh, and yeah. the iPhone 10 is waiting in the wings with a lot of people probably holding off to buy that. I'm not surprised at all to find that the iPhone 8, you know, I, the, the Apple's not going to break this out, but I, I'm going to guess that the product mix favored is still favoring the 7 currently because either you're in the market for like, I'm going to spend some money and get a high end, like the best iPhone I can get, which is the mm-hmm. 10. Or if you're more being budget conscious, you might think, well, the 7 and the 8 are basically the same, right? Like if I'm not going to use wireless charging... You know, yeah. what do I what do I really need the eight for? I mean, yes, the camera is better. It's always better. But, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily upgrade just solely because of that. I also wonder if they I mean, and I don't know. I mean, they know they know these numbers, so they they did this on purpose. But it seems like I mean, I think I might have gotten Hank a one or well, except he wants a red one. <laughs> so I don't know, but I might've gotten Hank one already, but he's, he's at 128 gigabytes and I'm not going up to the, the two fifty six for him. Um, it's just, it seems ludicrous. Right. So it's like, he's in this weird, you know, like I think a lot of people are in that, that weird because, because last year they basically tried to push everybody into going to 128 um it and then th- it worked this year it it's like oh you're at 64 you can't go back to 64 you can never go back <laughs> yeah right I mean, it, realistically it, speaking you, you i'm know, not you gonna could, clean you could but it's really unlikely i'm not gonna um, go through and like weed out half yeah, of the like content on my of, phone yeah i mean particularly for a kid i mean for you know for he's never gonna that's, be able to that's do that work that's like clean your room work <laughs> yeah right that's it's even worse because it's <laughs> Like clean your room and make it half, make it half the size it is. Um, so he, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not shelling out for him to go up to 256 because where does this end? I mean, it just keeps going and going and going because he'll fill it up. I mean, sure, you know, well, yeah, it's that's you expand next year. I gotta get him, I gotta get him 500 gigs. I mean, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I heck those kids today with all that's their- right. With all their apps and their Snapchat and <laughs> <laughs> so so many escape games. Oh my god! Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's it's tough for them to have the sixty four and two fifty six options. I think that that is because, and I think that as we discussed previously, I think that this is a lot of shoving people towards a two fifty six option. So. Yeah. Um, but 
let's take a well, quick... Well, I'm shoving back. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Shove back. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick moment to, uh, to hear about something... Hear from an old friend. Far more pleasant. <laughs> uh, it's how you... Yeah, you. We're looking at you. Can look your best. Yes. 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 Let's talk about that. Listen, I've talked to our listeners and to you, Dan and John, many times about the fact that... Uh, I don't wear off-the-rack suits anymore. I'm not, I'm not saying I look down on off-the-rack suits. I'm just saying when you wear a made-to-measure suit, you look like a million bucks. Uh, I wear Indochino made-to-measure suits, as our listeners know well. And I will tell you truly, sincerely, every time I rock one of my Indochino suits, I have two, I get compliments. Like, man, you look great in that suit, bro. And I'm like, thanks, dog. And they're like, nice nickname, bro. And I'm like... Thanks, G. And then we continue. Indochino is making it easy to get a perfectly tailored suit at an incredible price. You can choose from hundreds of top quality fabrics and personalize your suit just the way you want it. Whether it's for work, a wedding, or another special occasion, Indochino has suited up hundreds of thousands of men, and it is now the largest made-to-measure menswear brand in the world. I'm even willing to posit in the known universe. I think it's possible. Here's how it works. Visit a showroom or shop online at Indochino.com. Pick your fabric colors and everything else. Use your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your measurements. There's videos that show you, they walk you through exactly how to measure everything. You're not going to mess it up, I promise. I can do it and I'm not that smart. Place your order and wait for it to arrive in just a few weeks. Now, the Rebound listeners can get Indochino's best deal ever at $359 for any premium suit when you enter the code REBOUND during checkout. That's 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $359 and free shipping. That's an incredible deal for a suit that will fit you better than anything off the rack ever could. So don't worry about dealing with the salespeople at the store and then having to get the stuff tailored and is it going to look right and all that. Don't. Get a made-to-measure suit, Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND, any premium suit for just $359, free shipping. Thanks, Indochino, one, for offering our listeners this incredible deal. And two, for making me look freaking fantastic. I think that was a compelling argument. Don't you? Well, yeah. Yeah. So I want to look good. Don't you want to look good? I, uh, (laughs) you've made me look down at myself wearing like a hoodie and like slippers. I do. I clearly don't care to put the time and effort into it, but you know, I like the idea. Sounds like a good idea. (laughs) Well, when you go out, you do. Oh, I don't go out. I mean, buddy, you know, you go to a wedding. I don't. It's like, I don't go to a you wedding. I was literally at a wedding like, like three days ago. But no, I, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, man, what else is... I, 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 I want to hear my stupid story about how I hurt my back this week. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Is it technology related? It is technology related. Oh, yeah. that's even better. That's it is right ancient, on, te- on ancient technology related. <laughs> did, you like, did you try to pick up like a stone tablet or something? Almost a 17-inch uh, studio display from 1999. Oh dear, <laughs> which was a CRT. Oh my um, god! And uh, it was—I got it with my Wait, sawtooth. So is that the G4. one with the big, like, silver translucent, like a uh, plastic case it, with a like a? Well, it's plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. It's the gray, the gray and trans- white one. Right, right. Gray so I white, had. Yeah. I still have my blue and white G3, so I had the blue and white version of that. Yeah. With, like, the tripod. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my right. God. That the thing tar- is a tripod's beast. 
Yeah. So, so my, I had, I've, you know, I've had that since 1999 and I've, you know, used <laughs> it, it on for, for certain what? Time to let it go. Well, I had to, well, it, 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 it left. <laughs> <laughs> it gave up, it finally gave up the ghost. Um, and I, cause I had been connecting it to various things that, that I don't use that much, just like little, like, so, so my iMac, my 2007 iMac, I have a problem. Um, <laughs> the screen died on it. So I was like, okay, well, I, I only, it's a Plex server and I don't you you know, I don't look at anything on it per se. I just need to like manage files on it occasionally. And then I always watch on my iPad or on the Apple TV. And so I, um, so I connected that thing You know, I got a little adapter and I connected that thing to it. And that was, that was fine for about a year, I guess. And something like that. Um, and then it started making noises <laughs> and it would always take it a long time to warm up and it would have lines all over it. And, oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to decant that uh, sucker every once in a while. Yep. Yep. And then it would just go and it was starting to go. (laughs) And I was thinking, oh, this is not good. And I was expecting it possibly to like pop. But um, I just went up one day and it was just it was just dead. It was not it was blank um, and would not come back on. So so that thing had to go. And I I picked up a a cheap, um, you know, VGA HP flat screen, you know, little tiny thing. Um, Well, it's 19 inches, but it's but it seems small compared to other screens in the house um and then i had to so then i had to get rid of the thing and if you go to apple's site to for recycling stuff they don't recycle stuff that's that old so you just basically basically point you to somebody else who will do it and it was the the goodwill in town and so i got it out of the house and down into the car fine but i had to angle it really because it's huge and it's it's 48 pounds which i can lift 48 pounds but i should be more careful when i lift 48 pounds yeah because i got it in the car fine yeah i got in the car fine and then like getting it out of the car was the at the place was the problem because i was like hunched over and trying to angle it you know to get it (laughs) to squeeze it out of my my uh trunk and um just like (laughs) felt this spasm across my lower back and so i've been dealing with that for the last few days but i got it in there and and the guys the guys because i went up there and i said i've got a monitor where do you where can i put it and they're like uh over here and uh and i looked over there with just like a bunch of like you know crappy dell flat panel things um and and then i come back with this giant monstrosity crt and they were both like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) we haven't seen one of those in a while (laughs) oh man i got i uh i left behind when i left my last apartment i left the old 27 inch sony trinitron tv i had uh but i had moved that up and down some you know like second third floor apartments a couple times Uh and that thing who boy i barely even fit in the backseat of my car yeah it was it must have been I must weigh at least, I must have weighed like close to 100 pounds. It was enormous. Yeah. Well, let's say like my 42 inch projection, plasma projection thing is just, you know, it's 10 years plus old now. Um, but it's, but it, it doesn't, I'm sure it doesn't weigh as much as that CRT because oh, sure. most of the inside of it is, and it's not, it's not thin because it's a projection unit. And, but the, most of it's air in there. Right. It's plastic and, and air and like a little bit of metal yeah. whereas that thing was like plastic yeah. around the outside and then huge amounts of metal and glass well, on the yeah inside. i mean it's a cathode ray tube you know it's got yeah. like a blown glass tube in there yeah i uh helped yeah. move my dad after that moved uh they also had a 27 inch sony uh that was like a little bit newer because i took the old one and we moved that he and i moved that out to the curb at one point and that was that was also just incredibly beastly but yeah it's funny because yeah. when i bought 
So when I bought the TV I have now, which was a couple of years ago, it's 55 inch, uh, L, you know, LCD. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm replacing my 40 inch, uh, old Samsung that died. And I was like, well, it's much bigger. I wonder, you know, is it still, is the stand I have still, you know, good enough to hold the weight? And I like looked up the weights at some point and was like, it's virtually the same as the 40 inch it's replacing, like, because it's <laughs> yeah, so right, much right. thinner and, and like smaller. I mean, it's yeah. larger in size, but it did not weigh that much more. Same thing happened when I replaced my 2011 iMac with my new 27 inch Retina model. I like looked mm-hmm. up the weights and it was like, within a few ounces and i was like all yeah. right so yeah. i guess i don't have to change anything but yeah yeah the one one thing where that's going the other way is the iphone 8 is, is substantially heavier i think than the uh you know it's smaller so it's still not you know you're not gonna hurt your back carrying it obviously but um because of the because of the glass, oh, the back, glass back yeah yeah um it's it's significantly heavier than the seven is it is it heavier than a lot like i i didn't think it, well i, I mean heavier, it's so so it uh, my f- my friend had a uh, six plus six ten, S, or six. I think he had a six plus it's 10 grams um, heavier than the seven. And he upgraded to the, to the eight plus. Okay. Um, and it's, it feels really heavy. All right. I'm just curious. We'll run this down since I happen to be looking at the compare specs page. The six S plus is 6.77 ounces. Uh, the seven plus was lighter was 6.63 ounces. And the eight plus is seven point one three ounces, so it's about it's not quite half a ounce heavier, but yeah, I mean it feels really it feels heavy. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's ten, and 10 it's weird. It's, it's unusual to me. It's just like they often, I mean, they most usually go the opposite direction. Yeah, I mean the glass back, as you point out, I think makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Um, possible the camera units or something with the display too hard to say i'm yeah well the and the 10 which is the 10 way by comparison i think the 10 is 6.14 ounces so it's about an ounce lighter than the 8 plus yeah and compared to the 7 which is 4.87 ounces uh so it's like an ounce and a half not quite ounce and a third heavier you know it's gonna be super seven. light though uh, your SEX? The SE2. The SEX, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> I hope it's the SEX. Yeah, uh, you know what's very light? Vapor. Vapor is incredibly light. <laughs> Aww. Aww. You know, it's funny because Aww. I've seen two people compa- complaining in the last few days. Uh, both there's a... Complaining, but like there's a... There was a... I always take these pieces with a grain of salt, but there was a Motley Fool article complaining that the, or not complaining, but mentioning the mini, the iPad mini might be dead. And someone else was talking that we've hit three years since the Mac mini has gotten an update, which makes me wonder if Apple's just killing all of their mini devices. Which is weird. I mean, I mean, I understand. I think I understand that. Well, I sort of understand the Mac mini, although it seems like every time they come up on refurb, they get scooped up really quickly. I think they're still really popular. I mean, I think they're still fairly popular anyway. um, But at least there are other, I mean, it always seemed, that's always seemed like kind of an odd duck. Yeah. Um, Whereas it seemed like for a while, the mini was really hugely popular. And a lot of people seem to think that that was going to be the iPad going forward. Yeah. I, I think it sold well, but I think the combination of them not making a lot of money off of it, and the fact mm-hmm. that the larger models got lighter and lighter. Yeah. Uh, and and the phones got larger and larger. Right. 
So the the mini kind of feels like it got squeezed out on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. It seems the like mini. they should do they should do a an iPod Touch that's in the like the seven eight form factor instead of yeah. the the SE the SE size and then get rid of the mini. Yeah, it makes me wonder if the iPod Touch is long for this world. Frankly, I mean, yeah, I don't know about with that the rest you, of yeah. the iPod line killed off, and the iPod Touch certainly doesn't get frequent updates. It seems like, but you know, that was Hank had two or three of them. Um, it seems like you know, if you've got kids, a little one, a little device like that is a great yeah thing to have. The question is, at what point do you? I don't know. Like, so my cousins have a daughter who just turned just about turning 13 just turned 13 yeah and she got a phone like within the last well that's the thing we when they get into middle school then that's that seems to be somehow uh what everybody has decided Sorry, is i'm having to a get f- them a phone i'm just having my flashback and thinking like were i a kid today i'm like trying to imagine <laughs> com- trying to convince my parents that at 13 years old yeah. i needed an iphone and uh-huh. In my head, $750. In my head, this is not going well. Internet device. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there wasn't even a comparable thing at that age. Like, the closest thing I could think of that's like, this is a thing that I need that is expensive is like a bike. Yeah. It was kind of like a stereo or something. Yeah. yeah, Bikes and stereos. Yeah. But I like bought my own like uh, portable CD players and stuff. And even those were not crazy expensive at that, like when I was in middle school, high school. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But it but it's but it's you know, I think it's considered a safety thing and those are you you know. Yeah. Sure. I mean as a kid I used to walk to school in grade school, but I think oh, and, yeah, and, me some, too. and some kids still, you know, walk to grade school by themselves, but um I I you know, paranoid parents these days they kids often don't start walking by themselves until they're in middle school. And so then it's like, oh, okay, well if the kids going to be walking then they should probably have a phone because I wouldn't leave the house without my phone. Sure. Yeah. Once you, once you have it, it becomes a thing of habit. Yeah. Well, someday you'll be able to just strap Apple watches to all of them and mm-hmm. yeah, basically free range jacked. Yeah, right, exactly. And locate them. Let yeah. them out. See if they'll, uh, you know, feed themselves, uh, throw a little feed <laughs> down every once in a while. Uh, just back, like back in the middle ages. Yeah. That's what they did uh-huh. at that point. It's free range. Cir- circling back. Sounds good. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, the Han Solo movie has a name. Yeah. Solo. Sure. Solo. I'm I'm on board with it. You think you'll see it? Yeah. No. <laughs> see how the reviews are. Wear a suit, okay? Uh, what kind of suit? <laughs> like a chewy suit? Surprise me. <laughs> Do you have your last Jedi tickets? No, I don't. Oh man, let me tell you, that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, this all get- the servers go down. Like oh, this happened yeah, okay. with Force Awakens. Yeah, a few yeah. Years it's ago. like try, trying to get an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, basically. Except at least I didn't have to get up at like three. Rather than having to get up at three in the morning, uh, they would like it happened at some vague time where everyone's like, "Oh, look, tickets are on sale now!" And then everybody just <laughs> rushes to get on the system. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to waking up at three o'clock in the morning. 
in two weeks to order oh, this. Oh, that's right. Jason yeah. Snell and I were talking about this on our Six Scholars podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. It was just like, why don't they just move the time? There's no, it's totally arbitrary. Yeah. It's so irritating. Like, I just, I mean, do it, they just think they think that they're, it's reducing traffic? I assume that's part of it. And then just yeah. thinking, like, if this is how badly we get hit at 3 a.m. Eastern time, imagine if it were 10 a.m., right? Like yeah. Pacific or whatever, like when so, they do the events. Yeah, 3 a.m. I think you, I think you could just get up at 4 a.m. Oh, because I feel like I feel like it's like it'll be bad for an hour. Like you won't be able to get on for an hour anyway. I've done it at 3 a.m. Like you can luck out. It's just a matter of timing. And and honestly, the problem is with the 10, the the supplies are going to be so short. It it could go really quickly. If you do not order at 3 a.m., I'm guaranteeing you that will be out of stock. It'll be months within 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So, that's probably true yeah so i can't risk it i just gotta I just gotta get up and do it and what's funnier than that is that jason snell will be at my house <laughs> staying with me so he has to get up at three in the morning which i think is hilarious pull a nighter that's right we're gonna be doing our live show at three o'clock in the morning which is basically uh, just sweet. both of us going <sighs> yeah <laughs> that's good i'm sh- glad i'm out of that that's good podcasting we'll give you a call it's only midnight your time you'll still be up right i might be you never know <laughs>